Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action and joining me as always is my friend and the professional better. You know him in the industry as so many sports. And as always, we like to start the show off with a bang with our favorite underdogs for Thursday night, January 6th. And uh, I hate to do it, but I'm going back to the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, we bet them on Tuesday night against the Winnipeg Jets. They played all right. Carol Vemelka was pretty good in goal for the Coyotes, but they just couldn't get the job done. Only got one goal past Connor Hellebuck, lose to the Jets, and you're left to wonder, why do I ever bet the Coyotes? And then two <laughs> nights later, what are you doing? You're going right back to them. Uh, I just right think back we go, yeah. <laughs> you got to go back to them. Here's the thing. like they're, they're playing the Chicago Blackhawks. They're at home. And the Chicago defense, yes, it's improved, but it's still not good. So I don't think that the Coyotes' lack of offensive production is going to truly bite them. And on the other end of the spectrum, uh, this Coyotes defense is not terrible, which is saying a lot for this team. And uh, Chicago's offense, although they do have some high-end finishers and talented players like Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit, I don't really think that they will test this Coyotes defense all that much. So I like the number. They're plus 135 at home hosting the Blackhawks. It's already moved up a little bit too. So you might be able to even get a better number as the day goes on tomorrow. But yeah, woo, back on the Coyotes, unfortunately. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, do you have anything for uh, Chicago and Arizona? I agree with everything you're saying, but that is leading me to an under here. So uh, both teams uh, still profile as... As, as under teams for me, of course, goaltending matters for Chicago. So I would need a flurry Vomelka matchup. If I get that combined with everything you've said that I do agree with you, um, I would be looking at the um, at the under in this game. Uh, and your underdog is kind of scary, not in the team that you were betting on, but the team you're betting against. Uh, so you want to tell the fine folks who we're going with with your pick? Yeah, so I wouldn't make a habit of uh, of betting against the Avs uh, regularly here, but um, they were they were fortunate to escape Chicago with the with the win. Of course, the kill Makar goal, which is I I I can't stop watching that. But we have seen now how inconsistent their goaltending can be. We 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 did touch on this last time that this is to be expected from Kemper. It is. It is who he is. He is going to have stretches where he is going to be inconsistent. Uh, the Jets are slowly finding their legs. Um, I'm still generally higher on them. So I at the 165 that it is right now, um, which should be higher tomorrow, I, I will be on the Jets here in Colorado. Yeah, I'll probably be with you on that one. The goaltending situation for Colorado is going to be really interesting. I want to see how they address it because they did make a big bet on Kemper. Before the season, he's their guy, and but they're going to probably have to go out and get some sort of uh, stable backup situation there. You know, Pavel Francou has shown flashes, but he just hasn't stayed healthy. So definitely one to keep in mind as we get closer to the deadline. With that, we'll move on to the rest of the board. And boy, do we have a special, special game right off the jump. San Jose Sharks. Minus 120 favorites traveling to Buffalo to take on the Sabres, who are even money. The over-under here is six. It's a 7 p.m. start in Buffalo. Sabres going through some COVID issues. The Sharks, they can't get a save right now. And they also have some injury issues to watch out for. I got nothing for this one. I think I would be closer on the Sharks, but I got to wait to see how their lineup shakes out. So probably a pass for me. Do you have anything for San Jose and Buffalo? 
I probably won't have anything on the game, but uh, just a couple of notes here, um, just j- just in general about these teams. Uh, the Sharks have fallen back to earth, which which isn't surprising considering how hot they started and how much how much above expectations they were. We had labeled the Sharks as an under team, but they are well on their way now to to transition away from that based on their goaltending and how much they've been giving up defensively. The other thing to keep in mind too is that um, the last couple of days we have seen rumblings out of the Sharks camp on whether they're fully invested in uh, Bob Wugner's system. Um, so uh, basically the team is a mess right now. But at the same time, we're not rushing to go bet the Sabres either, who are having trouble generating consistently on offense. Um, I'll wait for more roster clarification on both teams. There's there's a ton of things to uh, to keep an eye on for, for both of them. But for now, I will pass here. For the past three years, at the top of the kind of defensive metric table, the best defensive teams in terms of shot suppression or scoring chance suppression, I should say, have been uh, the Minnesota Wild, the Boston Bruins. They'll meet in Boston tomorrow night. Uh, But something needs to be said about the Wild. Their defensive numbers have dipped. They're not terrible. Uh, 11th in expected goals against, and they do are due for some positive regression on defense, but they've turned into a team that's more reliant on generating chances than giving up, uh, whereas the Bruins have stayed to the same. They are the same defensive powerhouse that we've seen first overall in expected goals against, but their problem is, as always, can they get enough depth scoring? But even so, Minnesota, plus 140 on the road, taking on Boston. It's minus 160 for the Bruins. The over-under is at 6, 7 p.m. Puck drop. I like the wild here. I think the goaltending situation is a little scary because Cam Talbot's out. Capo Kakinen has not been terrible this year, but he was last year. They are going to be missing Jared Spurgeon and Joel Erickson Eck. We're both very important to what they do, uh, what the team does. But I think you're getting a pretty good number on a, on a team that is good at driving play and against a team that doesn't really get the separation uh, because they can't really score consistently. We saw with the Bruins against the Devils the other night. The Devils were my underdog pick at over two to one. Bruins got two goals, one off of uh, the top of the net from Oscar Steen, and then another from below the red line. Mackenzie Blackwood had a terrible night in goal for the Devils. So I- I'm going to take another shot against the Bruins here at a good number with a good team this time around instead of the Devils. Do you have anything for Boston and Minnesota? We do have a slight disagreement on um, on how we view the Bruins right now. If you look at them just at this point in time, yeah, you're you're right about their about their offensive numbers and the trouble they've had throughout the season generating offense. But as I project them going forward, um, they they are starting to profile as kind of an over team. I don't want to completely label them an over team just because their defense is still strong. But I do have them starting to produce consistently on offense now. That being said, I'm not rushing to the window to bet on the Bruins against against the team that you mentioned in the Wild who are able to drive play. So I will be looking. Looking at the at the over here, the only concern I have is that I do doubt that I'll get my number here on on Thursday morning because I do think that in general the market does like the wild overs. So if I can get a good over six, I'll be on it. But I but I doubt that it gets there. One thing uh, to note: the Bruins they, they are generating chances. I should say I should clarify that they just the finishing is just never really yeah, been there for yeah, this absolutely. team. It's it's really it's really funny even with you know Taylor Hall and, and Craig Smith is before he got to Boston was a good finisher. This it's got to be something in the dirty water there. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins are minus one eighty five traveling to Philadelphia plus one fifty. The over under here is six. Flyers, Claude Giroux, he's stuck in a hotel room somewhere out west. So is Ivan Provorov with COVID issues. 
That's why this number I think is ballooned up, even though the Penguins are going to be on a back-to-back. Tristan Jari should almost 100% get the start unless something weird happens as Casey DeSmith is going on Wednesday night. I don't have anything here. I think if this number gets out of hand on Philadelphia, maybe, but without Giroux and Provorov, it's going to be a pass for me. Anything you see here in the uh, Keystone State battle? A couple of notes here. So I'd it is going to be a tricky divisional matchup here on a back-to-back for the for the Penguins. Um, we we have mentioned in the past um, how the Penguins were were an under team. That's no longer the case. Um, they have uh, they have transitioned as they've gotten healthier and are generating more chances um, more consistently for the Flyers. Even though that Flyers game against the Ducks stayed under. Um, it does look like they've regressed offensively back to what they were pre-coaching change. Not, not completely at that level, but um, but they've definitely regressed. Uh, for those reasons, even even though the gold the goaltending matchup um, would ordinarily lead me towards the under, I will pass. It, it doesn't look like I'll have anything on that game. The Calgary Flames, fresh off a thrilling loss if you can call it that against the Florida Panthers, which they were hung up for a touchdown. They'll stay in Florida. Take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Bolts are minus 140. Flames coming back at plus 120. The over-under here is six. I have some interest in Calgary here. It was plus 130 when this line first opened earlier on Wednesday. Uh, The reason I thought I would be getting down on the Flames is because that's the number they close at against the Panthers. I have the Panthers a little bit better than Tampa Bay right now, although Tampa Bay is getting healthy, but they are still without Nikita Kucherov. Uh, And the reason is I think that this Flames team continues to be I wouldn't want to call them underrated, but they're not being considered in the same tier as some of these uh, other quote unquote elite teams, but the flames are just, they're getting chances on the rush are getting chances in the slot and they're preventing those same types of chances, those high quality chances going the other way. Uh, this is a really good team. Uh, so I don't really ever mind backing them as an underdog, even against the two time defending Stanley cup champions. So I'm pretty sure that this uh, flames number is going to be in my cart tomorrow morning, but I'll wait. I just want to make sure with the way things are going with COVID and everything, even though they should by all means be clear to that stuff. Uh, I'll wait just to make sure we get Mark Schimmigal and uh, probably bet the flames on Thursday morning. Anything for you in Calgary and Tampa? I don't see myself having a play on this game. Um, Tampa Bay's talking about having Kucherov back. I don't know if it's going to be against the Flames. Uh, they might want to give him some more practice time, although they did make make a couple of roster moves today. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Flames, uncharacteristically leaky defensively in a game that, uh, I mean, they just got blitzed by the Panthers. So I'll pass for now. Um, we'll just wait and see about Tampa Bay's um, roster there and and if if Markstrom is starting. There's one team in the league that continues to drive us nuts. That's the New York Rangers, plus 135, (laughs) traveling to Vegas, who are minus 155, hosting the Blue Shirts. Uh, The over-under is six here. It's a 10 p.m. Eastern puck drop. Uh, The Knights are going to be without Max Petri already, uh, while Robin Leonard, Mark Stone, and Nicholas Haig are all day-to-day. It looks like Artemi Panarin is going to miss this game too with COVID protocols. I don't know if he's been through the five days. Like it's impossible to track this stuff. Uh, so just keep an eye on for that one. But like we said, like this is Rangers team is punching above its weight in terms of its underlying metrics. They're getting bailed out by great goaltending, great individual performances and good special teams. At some point, uh, this team should start to give us some of our money back, but I don't want to lay the number here against this team right now. So I've got nothing in terms of a bet for Rangers at nights on Thursday night. What about you? 
So yeah, the notes I have here is that the Oilers had positive tests on Wednesday, the day after playing the Rangers. So we'll need to proceed with caution there if there's any more positive tests that come up with the Rangers. Um, I'm assuming uh, Igor starts for the Rangers. With Vegas, they have shown that they can play in low event games um, while the Rangers goaltending is masking their defensive uh, deficiencies right now, which we've touched on extensively. I still, of course, don't think that this is going to be the case long term. But for now, against the Vegas team missing significant firepower, I do have interest in the under here, assuming that we get Leonard back. And, um, and of course, we need to monitor uh, Mark Stone's status as well. Uh, another West Coast puck drop. The Detroit Red Wings are traveling to Anaheim. The Wings plus 120 at the moment. Anaheim minus 140. The over-under is five and a half. We both lost with our bet on the Flyers against the Ducks. I'm going to go against them again. I know this Red Wings team isn't very good. They have a lot of trouble generating and preventing scoring chances, but... I just think that at some point you're going to make some money betting against this Ducks team, especially with the COVID issues they have. So I don't mind Detroit at plus 120. If this game was, uh, I don't know, six weeks ago, where would this line be? Probably a little bit closer to uh, pick them. I mean, I think the Ducks would still be favored, but uh, as long as Alex Nedeljkovic is in goal for Detroit, I think plus 120 or better. The Wings is uh, an okay number against a team that I'm going to be looking to bet against as long as the market remains this high on in Anaheim. Ducks and Wings, anything for you? So you nailed it. Uh, b- both teams are are performing above expectations right now. It does look like Nedeljkovic has solidified his number one role. But um, of course, with any Wings game, we do need to confirm the goaltending there. Uh, the Ducks decimated by COVID and injuries right now. So there's a lot to track with their roster. And while the Ducks are slowly transitioning back to another team with the players that they have out, um, the Wings are still a concern for me defensively. But in this matchup, I don't think that the Ducks will probably be able to take full full advantage of that. So assuming a Nadelkovic-Gibson matchup, um, the under is something that I'll be looking at here. Uh, last game we'll talk about before we get to our favorite bets on the slate is Nashville minus 130 traveling to uh, Los Angeles take on the Kings plus 110 the over under five and a half at 10 30 p.m. Eastern time puck drop uh, same thing as I, I say it a lot with this Predators team I, I do trust them I think that they are proving themselves to be between like second and third level after the really 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 good teams they're kind of in that yeah they're contenders for a playoff spot but obviously not near the level of your Colorado's Tampa Bay's etc but look the goaltending with Usaros is really solid although their defensive numbers have dipped a little bit they are a good team at suppressing scoring chances and I don't really trust the Kings to be able to run away with this one at any point so I'm expecting a pretty low event game here in one that I think the Predators could win I, I don't mind minus 130 it opened minus 120 I'm going to try to see if this number comes back towards that mark but I think 130 or better on uh, Nashville is fine for me uh, so I'll go back to the Preds again anything for you this one is a little bit of a tricky matchup here for me. I did uh, spend some time on the on the Preds the other day because I felt that on the surface they were performing at a high level offensively, but of course I had to dig deeper and they've ran into some fortunate goaltending matchups as well. So even though um, I kind of mentioned a couple of episodes ago that uh, I do feel that the Predators are an over team, I want to put the brakes on that a little bit. Um, the Kings are firmly an over team right now. There's no there's no question about that. They give up a lot. Um, but they're also starting to generate offensively too. Even in that game against the Canucks, that uh, that 2-1 game, the Canucks were actually lucky to uh, to even get a point out of that game. I will pass for now, but the goaltending combination is something to monitor in this game. I won't have anything on this game here. All right, uh, with that, we'll move on to Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, January 6th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. 
your puck drop is on the East Coast, so I'll let you start with uh, your favorite bet for Thursday night. Yeah, so I'm going to be on the over here. Um, we mention this every time. Uh, the Jackets are not the same team that they were at the start of the season. They are firmly an over team and playing against the Devils, who also give up a lot defensively. Um, we'll wait to see if uh, if, if Nico Hischer is back. It does look like he'll be in the lineup. Um, and whether he's in or not, it's going to impact the line, but it's not going to impact my play. Um, I, I will be on the uh, on the over here in New Jersey. Yeah, I don't mind a bet on Columbus here. The Devils, they are a mess defensively. No Dougie Hamilton as well. And the goaltending, like you said it a couple episodes ago, I've been a little slower on it, but you just can't trust anyone that the Devils throwing goal right now. Mackenzie Blackwood looks lost. And while the same goes for the Blue Jackets, I view these teams as pretty much near equal. So if this number keeps ticking up, it did open closer to a pick and money is coming on the Devils, maybe because of the Heesher news. I think you could get Columbus at a, at a decent price. So I'll be looking towards the Jackets. Haven't played anything there yet. My favorite bet, I like laying the minus 120 with the Florida Panthers taking on the Dallas Stars who are coming back at even money. It's an over-under for this one. It's set at six. It's a 8.30 p.m. puck drop on the East Coast. The Panthers are one of the best teams in the league, maybe the best team in the Eastern Conference. They've been consistent. They just generate a ton of scoring chances. They took a really, really good Flames defense and they just blitzed them, like you said earlier in the show. And I think that this Dallas team is, is good and playing in low event games. I don't think they're going to be able to get that here. They've also not played in what, two weeks for the stars. Uh, they've been off. So I think you're looking at a good spot for Florida. You're also getting a good number on one of the best teams in the NHL. So as, as long as we get Sergei Bobrovsky in net for the cats, I like minus 120 on Florida. I would play it to minus 125 as my favorite bet uh, for Thursday night. Do you have, before we let everyone go, do you have anything for Florida and Dallas? Yeah, I, I do. I do agree with you. I think that the Panthers are, are a little short here. Um, only thing to keep in mind is that there could be some COVID issues arising for the Panthers. Um, so we'll need to keep an eye on that in the morning. Assuming that there's nothing there, hopefully. Um, and like you said, if Bobrovsky starts, um, I do agree that um, we might be on the Panthers here. Lovely. Go Cats. Uh, and with that, another episode of Line Change has gone in the books for so many sports. I'm Michael Leboff, wishing you the best of luck with your hockey bets on Thursday, January 6th. And we will see you next Tuesday.